Never before in history did we have to fight with our own country for the security of our own country. The Kate Daly Show starts now. But in any case, the, the hypothesis that I want to put forward, the economic migration out of South America is cloaking a migration of largely military age Chinese migrants who are motivated by something distinct from they're not fleeing the CCP. It's not obvious that they are uh, concerned about the view of the CCP. It appears that they are actually facilitated by it, that they've left China with the knowledge of the CCP and that they have joined this migration, which we now try to talk about as one thing. But if it's two things, that will confuse things. Hi there. Welcome to Daly Show on a Friday. Oh, yeah. This show is going to rock today, of course. <laughs> so I'm glad you're listening in. And uh, first up, that was the dark horse. Uh, that was Brett Weinstein talking about his trip down to the border, and he he noticed that there were distinctly two kinds of different groups, and that these certain individuals, you had this sort of Chinese camp going on that nobody really wanted to talk about, and pictures were prohibited, and you, nobody was uh, allowed in to take pictures, or... And they were using the pass um, through Panama. They were using that, that very dangerous pass to come through and making it look like an economic thing when truly it, he felt it was something much different. They were never citing that they were anyone was there for any economic reasons. And he felt like these were military-aged men. And he also felt something strange around these guys that it was very... They were collecting intelligence. And he thought that was a little strange. So... With that being said, we're going to talk a little bit about the border and, and a little bit about prepping and a little bit about just about everything, actually, today with author Brandon Smith. And I'm really happy to have him on. The website is alt-market.us. Alt-market.us. How are you, Brandon? Oh, I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're joining me. So what do you think when you hear that clip from the Dark Horse? I mean, that it's an interesting clip, having gone down there and noticing these two camps. And one of the camps was kind of rectangle, and it looked like it didn't belong there. And you could tell that the Panamanians didn't really want it there. And so we have distinct groups. Do you think there might be distinct groups, too, coming over the border? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that there's uh, an element of uh, foreign uh, invasion going on, a legitimate foreign invasion that's organized by governments. Uh, so you will see uh, military-age uh, Chinese males on the border. You'll see a lot of them. You'll also see a lot of uh, um, people from uh, Islamic fundamentalist countries coming through, some of them with verified uh, terrorist backgrounds. So that's going on. Uh, there's, there's a lot of reasons to keep the border uh, closed mm -hmm. that um, are being ignored by the Biden administration right now. Oh, 100%. Will you tell people a little bit about you and how you, this is a great website, by the way, and how you got into kind of prepping and, and, and really looking at all the current events and being bold enough to tell the truth. Do you, will you tell people how you, how you got to this place? Oh, sure. Well, it was a long time ago, so mm -hmm. it's hard to remember everything, but mm -hmm. uh, it was, right. I started back in 2006 mm -hmm. uh, writing uh, my, own, my own website. It was, uh, my first website was called neithercourt.us, and uh, 
I think the reason I started was because I was in the midst of uh, a lot of in-depth study into economics, uh, mainly uh, macroeconomics and, and global economics. And I started to learn more about central banking and how the, the real economy is run and how it's, it's centrally operated. And a lot of that stuff I, I was shocked by because it was things that um, I had never heard before and I don't think anyone around me had ever heard before uh, about central banking and uh, money markets and, mm-hmm. and how the U.S. dollar was the world reserve and uh, a lot of things are controlled through that centralized system. And uh, I just couldn't believe that this was not something that was being, it just wasn't being talked about daily. Uh, so I felt that, you know, there was a, a wide open window for people to start writing about this stuff and informing the public a little bit more about what's <clears throat> really going on behind the economy. And then you get to the point after studying into that uh, sort of thing, you begin to realize that, oh, well, this system is designed to collapse. It's, mm-hmm. it's not designed to yeah. uh, be a mainstay. It's designed to eventually break. Uh, and that's a frightening prospect uh, once you first figure that out, that the system is designed to implode. So uh, then I got into the, the survival stuff and the prepping stuff. That's, it was sort of a natural progression from there. No, I love it. On your website, it says sovereignty, integrity, prosperity. I concur. <laughs> so I agree. I, that's, the, that's the world I want, and that's the country I want, and we have to try to get there. And that's our, our biggest problem right now. We have an invasion going on, and we're more worried about Ukraine. Um, I did appreciate the interview with Tucker Carlson and Putin. I think Putin was able to say a lot of things that people needed to hear. How did, did you see that last night, or did you watch that? I've I've only watched uh, I think ten minute clips of it. I haven't mm-hmm. sat down because it's a what is it a three hour long <laughs> like two, over two uh, hours discussion. Yeah. yeah, over two hours. Yeah. So I've not quick. watched the full thing yet, mm-hmm. but um, I <clears throat> I think it's interesting to I've, well number one I think it's interesting the political left's uh, you know rabid opposition yeah. to Tucker Carlson even interviewing Putin because. It, it, I can I can see why they didn't want that to happen because yeah. uh, Putin comes off as uh, you know pretty rational and reasonable right. and uh, mentally stable. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, he does. The, you know the 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 types of political leadership that we've been dealing with lately. You know, especially from people like Biden or uh, you know you see some of these uh, politicians overseas in Europe that. Uh, the, we're sort of saturated with craziness right now. So it is, uh, I, I can see why they didn't want people exposed to a, uh, a, yeah. a, a national leader who comes off as competent. Um, you know, that gives people a sort of a different, an alternative view of how things could be. That's not saying that I, I think that uh, Putin is necessarily one, like one of the good guys mm-hmm. uh, or that he, he should be absolutely trusted but you know clearly the political left here does not want uh, the population to hear the other side of the story and so that's concerning yeah true or that we were lied to about a lot of events because he brought a lot up and he was very knowledgeable and really tried to spell out um, what what was going on over there and the land and the territory and who it belonged to and who it didn't and promises uh, made and kept and and not and not kept so there was 
there was a there was a good discussion there and um and so I, I was I was actually grateful for it. I, I'm, I'm always amazed by people who don't want to have even a conversation about something. It tells me a lot about them, doesn't it? You? Absolutely. If left someone left. is mm -hmm. uh, uh, aggressively yeah. uh, opposed to hearing the other side, yeah. especially in a situation where we could have World War Three, then I would be very suspicious of that person. Um, yes, for sure. What are the threats? that we have at our doorstep right now. What do you think is the biggest things that are looming that would make that that would cause us to want to prep and make sure that we're ready for what's coming? What are the events? Well, there's a whole lot of them, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, the wokeification of the government is mm -hmm. one that's, mm -hmm. that's a huge deal because that's based on the, the, uh, lowest common denominator, uh, uh, basically changing the system so that it accommodates the lowest common denominator. And so when you do that, you're, you eventually will see a, a huge degradation in the way things are run um, because you have incompetent people running mm -hmm. the, the system. Sure. So eventually that will cause everything to break. Then you have, uh, of course, the border situation, which is completely unsustainable and it's interesting that suddenly the uh, Democrats and, and Biden are so interested uh, all of a sudden in, in securing the border. Uh, Biden has spent, and the Democrats really have spent the past three years uh, denying that there was a crisis at all. Mm -hmm. Now suddenly they're interested in it. Sure. So <clears throat> I think that either things are getting so bad that they can no longer ignore it or they're seeing that the, the American public is about to uh, revolt <laughs> in, in response exactly. to the situation and they're trying to get ahead of it and pretend like they're doing something so that people don't revolt over it. Do you think a cyber attack, you know, leave all sense behind that movie, <laughs> the cyber attack or the border or just a basic economical, like uh, economical, I'm sorry, um, you know, digital dollar entry economical collapse comes, or what do you think is looming the most? What, what's your gut feel on that? What do you think is going to happen? It, it depends on how you see the situation. If you look at, at the situation as a, uh, a bunch of different events that are random and coincidental and have nothing to do with each other, then yeah. you probably are going to look at mainly the election and probably the, the border in part. And you'll probably look at Ukraine and Russia a little bit, um, but you'll see them all as separate things uh, that are unrelated. If, on the other hand, you look at the situation as a series of planned events or uh, events that are all part of an agenda, then a lot of this starts to make m much more sense uh, in terms of you start to see the relations between uh, the tensions between the East and West, the issues with the southern border and the uh, U.S. economy in particular. So I see them all as related, <clears throat> as all part of a, a, a singular agenda. I'm not a coincidence theorist, and many out there are that listen to mainstream. So I don't go with coincidences. I think it's planned, and uh, you're right. And I think that, that we have big diversions um, trying to take our, our minds off the things that are actually the things that we should actually fear, not the fear porn they give us. Um, and so the border being a standing army, I know we have about 30 seconds before the break, but as a standing army, do you feel that that's what's coming across 
because yes, but not in the way a lot of people uh, think. Which I, way? I don't think it's a foreign invasion in a traditional sense. But what's happening is there are military age men being brought into the U.S. that will be offered citizenship in exchange for military service, and that's a, a that's huge a problem uh, that's coming down the pike here. Boy, it's a really good observation, a really good point. And um, you're right, because they started um, they started bringing people into the police, you know, law enforcement that aren't citizens. And so that was the precursory step to full military possibility, maybe. Um, I will be right back. I'll ask him that question. Be right back. More with Brandon Smith from alt-market.us. Be right back. is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. I've got Brandon Smith with me, and uh, he'll be answering oh, so many questions I have. And I know you do, too. Um, as far as this goes, there was an article about Jerome Powell begging Washington to save the American economy. That does not bode well for us. Uh, that is a bad, bad sign. So if I were you, please... Uh, text 989898, text Birch Gold, get some information on what to do. It's already insane, but it's going to get worse. And when you see the begging happen, that's not a, that's not a great sign. So, you know, it, free information is free information and it's free to you to back everything with, um, with gold. So if you have accounts out there, retirement and IRAs, you can back those up with gold and it won't cost you anything. Text Birch Gold 989898 and text my name, Kate. That's all you have to do. So simple. Uh, you probably have your phone on you right now. Brandon Smith from alt-market.us is on with me. And I know you don't have a crystal ball, Brandon, but um, what do you think the globalist timeline is if you were going to kind of give your analytic skills to this and assess it? Yeah, it's funny because the globalists actually do talk often about their own uh, timelines for when they want to finish out what they call uh, the Great Reset. And I'm sure most people, mm -hmm. most of your listeners have heard the term the Great Reset at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, we heard it endlessly during uh, COVID. So <laughs> now so they're a little true. more quiet about it because mm -hmm. uh, I don't think the COVID situation worked out in the way they had it intended. But uh, the uh, timeline that they talk about often is the year 2030. And 2030 is the year that they plan to finish out uh, the majority of their uh, carbon, uh, carbon control agenda, uh, that's the date that they want to have their 15-minute uh, cities in place uh, across the, the globe. There's uh, a plan to control food production and, and agriculture that finishes out in 2030. So most of the, the agenda seems to be, the plan is to finish it by 2030. Now that's only uh, six years away, so uh, the amount of um, intervention uh, in global events, the amount of things they would have to do uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things they would have to do in the next six years to make all that happen by 2030. Uh, and <clears throat> mainly what I'm talking about is crisis events that would precipitate uh, the need for more centralization or that would convince the public 
that we need more centralization in order to save uh, society, save civilization, save the planet from, you know, imaginary threats such as global warming, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So they're, they're going to have to do a lot in the next six years. Oh, yeah. They've got to be busy. Um, and the farmers are revolting. So that... <laughs> I love that. I'm serious. That that's that put a smile on my face this week of dismal news. That put actually put a smile on my face. I count on I count on the farmer and ranchers uh, to to be that way. So that was good to see uh, globally. So when you're looking at the the picture and you said maybe some events happening, do you think they're more prone to do a cyber attack or are they more prone to do man-made disasters or are they both or what do you feel like they would utilize as a sudden kind of event? I think a cyber attack is uh, uniquely useful to them. I, I don't know that that's the plan mm-hmm. uh, per se, but I think that it's uniquely useful because <clears throat> especially in the West and in the U.S. in particular, we are highly reliant on the Internet for commerce. Uh, most, you know, even 10 years ago it was not this way, but t- today we're completely dependent on the functions of the Internet for most business. So if you were to have some kind of uh, internet uh, shutdown due to a cyber attack, that would be devastating to the U.S. economy. And it could be blamed on almost anyone. It could be blamed on uh, hackers from any number of groups. It could be blamed on a foreign government. Uh, And it could be initiated like a false flag by our own government. They have the tools to do it. It's called an internet kill switch. And uh, one thing I don't think people have heard about that makes this possible is uh, there's these companies called uh, content delivery networks. And there's a handful of them that allow the internet in the U.S. and around the world to function. And in uh, 2021, there was actually a uh, a hack attack uh, which – I think that the company claimed was just a glitch, but uh, a lot of evidence shows that it was a, a hack attack on a, a CDN, on a content delivery network called Fastly. And this caused the a huge swaths of the Internet to shut down all at once. Mm. And it was only for a day. But it really, that yeah, one little event sort of showed that, uh, okay. you know, a cyber attack on these content delivery networks could conceivably shut down the entire we're gonna come we're gonna come right back more with brandon smith when we come back don't go anywhere all dash hello i'm mike lindell and in light of the recent events your continued support means everything to myself and my employees to thank you we're having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. Make sure and use the promo code KATE, K-A-T-E, and get those savings and help Truth in Radio. Thanks, you guys. 
This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Get over to MyPillow.com. I love their sheets. They're the best sheets. They last forever. And I have some in some of my rooms of my house now for five years, and they are just like new. They're amazing. They wash so well, and they're so luxurious. So go to MyPillow.com, get those sheets, because those are amazing. And then, of course, uh, the, the, the robes, everything, fantastic. And um, Patriot Supply is PrepareWithKate.com preparewithkate.com and get some food storage. We're going to be talking a little bit about prepping with uh, Brandon Smith from alt-market.us um, and preparewithkate.com gets you into a website to um, to get some great deals on things that you need. So let's talk about some of the different, because I like some of the things that you have to say, Brandon, and this is why I asked you on the show is because there are some insights that haven't been really explored. So we see the elite making all these bunkers and people think they're being made for nuclear war. Give your thoughts on this. I thought, I think this is very interesting for people to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I, I'm a, a, I have a different take on that. I think that the, with the amount of uh, capital, you know, Mm -hmm. trillions and upon trillions of dollars that the globalists have spent to uh, build the existing surveillance grid that they've mm-hmm. built and the decades that they've put into it, I, I seriously doubt that they would deliberately create a, a global nuclear incident because it would erase all of this work that they've put in for, for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, it would hurt them, I think, uh, quite a bit if they did that. So I think they would prefer a different type of event Something like a, a cyber attack, like we we talked about before, mm-hmm. followed by an economic collapse, would be much more useful to them than having nukes go off everywhere. Right. And there, it, there is a chance, though, that they would have a limited nuclear instance. So, a one nuke goes off somewhere, say in Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, something along those lines, or in Taiwan. Uh, that's the kind of incident that might work in their favor, but not a global one. Right, and creates the fear. And so you think that they're probably shielding themselves from rioting or when, when people finally start to realize how we've been lied to, what's actually going on, more people are awake and they start to lose things and start things, things start to happen. You think it's more for rioting, more for things like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, those yeah. bunkers exist for a reason. Yes. And I think the reason is they, they want to have a safe place from uh, all the, uh, you know, torches and pitchforks <laughs> that are going to be coming for them yeah. when uh, it hits the fans. So I think that's what those bunkers are for. Absolutely. We've, we've talked a lot about prepping on the show through the years. And is there are there new things that you would add? Is there technology that we can shield ourselves from? Because our military has been working on technology we probably haven't even seen yet. And so I know a lot of people worry about that. And is there something that you would you would now add to your list of must-haves? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I, one thing I, I'm seeing more and more of is um, uh, civilian preppers getting into, uh, you know, b- purchasing their own drones, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is a, a huge deal, as we've seen in situations like Ukraine. Uh, drones are sort of a game-changer, and mm-hmm. I think that, a lot of preppers uh, could find uses for drones. It really, you know, it opens the door to the air, yeah. uh, you know, aerial surveillance at the very least. So that's one thing that I've been recommending 
the to my readers that they get into. Um, and I, I guess the one other thing that I, I worked on a long time ago um, is a uh, thermal evasion ghillie suit, and I talk about that, uh, my design um, for that in uh, my newsletter. And I had a video out, but I think YouTube has taken it down now. Probably. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> Uh, a, a ghillie suit that defeats thermal imaging. Mm. So uh, th- that's definitely possible. I've done it. Uh, I've built my own. Uh, they work fine. So that's something that people should look into um, nice. because a lot of this drone technology relies on thermal. You know, maybe drones will be the new carrier pigeon of messages since we're going to have to probably go back to trying to coordinate and communicate in communities with notes with things written instead of electronically, right? Where everything can be captured in data. Oh, one, one crazy thing that I've seen is this new, um, there's a new uh, communication system called Meshtastic mm-hmm. that uh, guys are, they're putting little antennas on drones and they're flying the drones up in the air sort of like a, a, a makeshift mm-hmm. antenna system. They can fly it way up in the sky and connect all these Meshtastic radio devices together wow. using the drone. So there's, there's people out there doing really awesome stuff in the prepping community. In China, they had um, people in shortwave radio, and there was a story about a guy who was in prison uh, in China, and that this, it was called Sounds of Hope, I believe. And it was him, he had a shortwave radio that was snuck into the prison, and he said that it kept him... It kept him in, in, in a good way, right? Um, I'm lacking the wording, but in a, in, in a good, solid way through prison so that he could get through it. And so pirate radio, I'm sure, will be a thing. I'm sure, you know, now censorship has locked down most everybody that tells the truth. And so do you feel like that is something people should invest in, too? Definitely. Uh, if you, I mean, shortwave radio, I'm actually a ham radio uh, uh-huh. operator, and um, one thing I talk about often is HF radio, which is mm. what shortwave radio is. And uh, the Chinese have been trying to, to defeat that shortwave radio option for a long time, and they haven't been able to do it. Mm. Uh, they, control, they can control the Internet pretty well but they can't control uh, shortwave and HF and all of that stuff. So there's uh, Chinese people all across that country that have little uh, shortwave radios hidden away in, uh, you know, cereal boxes and all kinds of things. Wow. So uh, that's, that's uh, definitely a good option to have, and I would recommend people get into ham radio in general just to sort of learn the basics and have their own radios that they can transmit on. I think you're right. I think that's going to be the only way we get to communicate. If something hits the fan, if we have, you know, more than a couple of days, um, I would guarantee that that's probably the only way. You know, they always want to lock us down on communicating or getting, and that's why they've infiltrated almost every single, well, every single community, I shouldn't say almost, every single community in America with uh, Pentagon sheep is because they want to, you know, see who has what and what are they talking about and what kind of movements are going on so we know this is taking place right yeah and i think it one of the you know if you had an event such as a cyber attack Mm -hmm. that one of the first things they would do is shut down the majority of communication and information uh you know information hubs so anything anything alternative media that would be immediately shut down and the only uh, sources, the only access you would have would be to ma- mainstream corporate establishment sources. So you'll, you'll have your, 
your CNNs and your MSNBCs and your Fox News and all of that, but you will not have uh, any of the alternative media that you're used to or social media that you're used to. That will all be gone. Yeah, sadly. And we know that all the things that you mentioned that will be there, all of one voice owned by the government. So, And that was something that Putin said in the interview last night is, you know, your media is all controlled, right? It's really hard to get any messages out with the entire media being so controlled. And I was just kind of laughing at that because I thought, thank you. <laughs> thank you for saying it. Um, and uh, And I appreciated that. Um, because uh, Tucker was just kind of sitting there. I don't think he knew what to say to that, but, um, but it was good. And so when we, get to, um, when we get to cyber attacks, when we get to the border, do you feel like a, a, more violence is coming, obviously? Do you feel like uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see more of that in the cities? More yeah, it's actually it's happening right now. The problem is that what happened during COVID is mm-hmm. the, the FBI changed the way that they collect uh, crime rate data mm-hmm. from uh, different cities. So, uh, How so they changed the system, and that the, when they did that changeover, it allows all these different cities across the country to not report full crime stats. Uh, until some of them won't report until 2025. So from 2020 to 2025, we have not gotten full crime stats for uh, a majority of these cities. Right now, um, I think at least 30%, including places like San Francisco, still won't report full crime stats until 2025. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. More with Brandon Smith on that note. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Yeah, we hit over 25 mil on SoundCloud. Thank you very much. Uh, Very happy about that. And also, go see my sponsors. They are fantastic companies with fantastic products. So if you're looking for supplements, I would definitely go to... um, um, activatefiq.com, activatefiq.com. They have the best delivery system of nutrients that actually go into your body and your body can identify the product. So this is amazing. I know you guys, you're, you're probably shocked by that, but that, it's true that a lot of supplements just get flushed out, but not these. Uh, activatefiq.com does an amazing job. It's the reason I picked them as a sponsor. And the code word is Kate, of course, but that's where you get copper, magnesium, whole C, all those things. Brandon Smith is on with me, and I really appreciate you spending your time with me, Brandon. Um, the website is alt-market.us. And um, so we were just talking about them fudging the numbers. They're, they're delaying the numbers on crime to make it look like it's low crime. Right. Well, this, these cities have the option to not report their full crime stats to the FBI until 2025. And a lot of, especially blue cities, are taking advantage of that. Uh, so, for example, San Francisco will not report their full crime stats until 2025 to the FBI. So when they talk about, uh, you know, uh, decreasing uh, violent crime or decreasing homicides in places like San Francisco, mm-hmm. that's actually a lie because they're going off of incomplete numbers. So whenever you hear that, oh, crime is falling, uh, you know, the Republicans mm-hmm. are making up uh, a, a right. crime wave that doesn't exist, that's actually a lie. 
uh, it's really that they're just not reporting the stats, uh, and they're not required to for another year. Um, also, blue cities have a tendency to um, underconvict uh, on uh, you know criminal cases, so or underprosecute. So, uh, again, San Francisco, for every hundred arrests for uh, you know violent crime, uh, one. One, there will be one conviction, one criminal will get convicted, whereas the city will cut deals or let people go with the other 99. Hmm. And so learning from COVID, all you have to do is fudge the numbers and it works. So um, delaying it till it's, it's a brilliant plan. I'm always amazed and baffled about how many ways they come up to be deceitful. It's, it never gets old. My gosh. Um, so the number fudging. So violence will probably go up. We've got obviously an invasion at the border. Let's talk about the other border that we seem to care about so much, and that's the Ukrainian border. Um, and Putin asked last night, why are you guys so worried about the Ukrainian border? Why don't you worry about your own border? Which I do agree with that. What, what's your take on Ukraine and Russia? Right. I, yeah. I mean, I actually, it's funny because I wrote, um, I was going back over articles I wrote back in 2014 about the Ukraine situation and the, the deal with Russia. And my, you know, just looking at, at it from a, a top-down situation, not uh, trying to, you know, think of it in terms of a, a globalist mm-hmm. intervention or a globalist plan, just looking at it geopolitically. Uh, if you know, if you look at it this way, look at it as if China was uh, making a, a military alliance with Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about staging long-range weapons in Mexico, uh, aimed at the United States, and possibly uh, you know battalions of soldiers on the border, uh, of, of the southern border of the United States. What would the effect of that be? How much chaos would that cause and anger would that cause in the United States if China did that? Oh, so That's true. the exact situation that was going on with Ukraine uh, leading up to uh, 2014 um, when, uh, you know, uh, NATO intel agencies in- interfered with their uh, political situation and deposed the existing president. Uh, after that, it was almost as if, you know, a, a global conflict was built into the, the game. It was as if that, that's exactly what they wanted, and that's what they got. Uh, that's what they've got now, and it has the potential to expand even further. Um, I think a, a lot of people are starting to wake up to the consequences of this and where it could really go. This could turn into World War III. It, mm-hmm. it could. Um, it might not necessarily be a nuclear war, but it could be uh, regional wars around the world all tied together. So, uh, you know, for example, we have a situation in Syria right now where you have U.S. troops uh, butting up right up against uh, Russian troops in the same region, and that could turn into a, a real problem. So this could expand to uh, regional wars all over mm-hmm. the world, or uh, it could turn into a, a massive global economic war where you have uh, the BRICS, the BRICS nations, uh, uh, nations like China, uh, dumping the U.S. dollar as world reserve and destroying the value of the currency. So there's a lot of consequences that come out of this situation, and I think uh, people are starting to, starting to wake up. I think a majority of Americans polled now do not support more funding or arms to Ukraine, and I think they're realizing that 
this is not a good situation to be in. Do you think it, do you, so do you think it escalates right now or do you think it ends for a while because it's uh, an well, election? One would year. hope that it would end. Well, yes. I mean, I just wondered <laughs> um, But you I, that. It, that doesn't seem to be what the plan is. Uh, mm. the, there's, there seems to be, there's no, there's been no discussion about uh, a diplomatic solution. Mm-hmm. And which is bizarre, right? You would think yeah. uh, if you had the, the possibility of World War III that there would be ongoing diplomatic discussion uh, like we had in 1962 with the Cuban Missile Crisis. The, mm-hmm. You know, you had um, political leaders on the phone constantly mm-hmm. during that, that crisis event because it could lead to a massive world war. And unless we you don't want have money right laundering, now. unless you want massive money laundering for an extended period of time, then you would never seek a solution, <laughs> right? Right, or, or if you want it to become a wider war, mm. if you want the situation to become a wider war because that serves your purposes in the long term, mm. uh, which I think is exactly what's happening. Mm. Anything you want to leave the audience with, with this minute left? Um, anything they should be doing? Um, any insight? Border? Uh, yeah, anything? I... It, it's, <laughs> One thing I, I think, you know, when we were, we men- mentioned prepping briefly mm-hmm. earlier, and mm-hmm. I think um, <clears throat> there's actually a huge portion of the population that's prepping right now. For, compared to when I started back in 2006, it's, it's uh, night and day. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I would recommend people do more of is look into community organizing and organizing with their family and friends and neighbors and uh, thinking in terms of community, because if you do have, uh, say, a, a massive uh, cyber attack or grid down or something along those lines, you're, if you are isolated, then there's not much you're going to be able to do. Uh, but if you have a community, there's a lot you can do, and that's right. really where people need to put their focus in terms right. of, of preparedness. We need to start talking, in other words. We need to really start talking because we haven't for years. I think neighbor versus neighbor, it's, it's just we're not, in a, we're not in that mindset, but we need to get back to that. So I love that advice. Thank you for that. Thank you, Brandon Smith. Really appreciate you. And uh, go to alt-market.us for way more articles and videos on these topics that we've been covering tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Well, thanks, and I'd be happy to come back anytime. You got it. I'll definitely have you back. Thank you so much. And, of course, I'll be right back more with my interview with Dr. Peter McCullough. He said some great things you've got to hear. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Hi, everybody. This is Kate. Hey, go to preparewithkate.com. Right now, you can get some food storage in your home, and you can get such a savings on it. You can get a three-month supply with $150 off, or you can get a four-day supply uh, for $297. There's some great deals right now, and the best part is you can actually pay over time, but get it in your house right now. So I'm I'm really letting you guys know, preparewithkate.com. It puts you right into Patriot Supply. They're a fantastic company with fantastic products products. And I urge you to go ahead and get some food now as prices are going to be doubling and scarcity is going to be happening. So please get some food under your roof. Prepare with Kate.com. Thanks guys.